All right, welcome to Inside Flicks. We're going to be talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We're going to give our review of this movie, and we're going to be talking about some things in the film. So we're going to delve into spoilers. So if you haven't seen Black Panther Forever or Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, (laughs) uh, maybe not listen to our review yet uh, because we're going to be talking about some of the things that worked and didn't work for us. Uh, so let me get your thoughts on Wakanda Forever. This is a long-awaited sequel to the blockbuster hit Black mm-hmm. Panther. This has to do a this has this film has to do a lot of things. It has to to reconcile with the loss of Chadwick Boseman, who played T'Challa in the first film, and also set up kind of uh, a new villain and also continued the MCU universe and. Mm-hmm. Did Ryan Coogler? I mean, that was that's a lot to ask for Ryan Coogler, who's the writer director. A lot the, to ask anybody. <laughs> yes. Did he succeed in in doing that for what kind of forever? Well, I'll say this: I think he succeeded at the things that he was passionate about. Unfortunately, I don't think Ryan Coogler really had the passion for this story that he had for the original Black Panther. And I and I almost really honestly get the feeling that um, if Chadwick. Uh, didn't pass away. Ryan Coogler might have not even come back to direct this movie. Mm. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Well, I did. don't feel that he was passionate about this the way he he was about every other film he's directed. He did no, sign. A, think... He did sign a deal with Marvel to do a Wakanda series and it's a couple yeah. a couple of films for Disney. So yeah, I, it does feel like he his heart wasn't in it, and maybe that's because of the the situation that he has to deal with. You know, losing his star. Uh, certainly well, but, but, losing but his all the stuff, all the stuff that was mourning Chadwick, I felt that his soul, like his passion, was there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Coogler's. It's really the actual movie. <laughs> you know the um, Namor and uh, the, this this whole storyline that they're doing. I none. It just felt so soulless to me. It felt mm-hmm. just like another typical Marvel Phase Four project. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it feels very much like a typical MCU movie, which I didn't get when I watched the original Black Panther movie. Uh, Ryan Coogler's oh. film r- very much felt like he was doing, he was working with the the, the boundaries of an MCU movie, but came up something you know pretty original for the first Black Panther movie. Here with Wakanda Forever, it really felt like he got swallow, swallowed up by the the Marvel machine. Uh, Rich, what is your take on Wakanda Forever? Well, being a fan of the first film um, and being really impressed by the film, first film because um, I knew, you know, Black Panther was going to be a great character um, um, ever since, you know, the civil, this introduction in Civil War. Mm-hmm. And um, but his whole um, family line and all the all the, the new characters they introduced in this in, in the first film, I knew that um, they were great characters to work work, you know, within the the world of uh, Black Panther. But as as we can tell in this film, those characters needed, uh, you know, they they needed their T'Challa, they needed their um, uh, Chadwick Boseman, and uh, he was unfortunately, you know, of course we lost him, and I, I'm now convinced that they should have uh, recast him because this. This whole movie, they're missing someone to stand with, and, and Letitia Wright did not fill in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in well, spoilers, really, now, right? 
really quick, let me really quick, let me say I partially agree with Rich. Mm-hmm. I partially agree with Rich in that I, I do think the movie um suffers from Chadwick's um absence because yeah. um I think I think the absence of Chadwick really makes this movie very sluggish and makes mm-hmm. this movie very slow. But at the same time, you can very much see how this story that they wanted to do with Namor and, you know, like this kind of war po- uh, world politics and stuff. You could see how that storyline, they could have done it with, with Chadwick, with T'Challa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it it would have, the movie would have probably just been a little shorter. It would, it wouldn't have been as much of a downer. But all of my problems that I have with this movie, I think, would have still been there. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think that <laughs> that version of the movie might have been actually even worse for me, because the only things I really liked about this film were kind of the morning scenes and the beginning and end. Those were the only scenes in the film that worked for me at all. Mm-hmm. So if, if this movie didn't have that for me, I think it would be just like one of the worst comic movies of all time. <laughs> so. Well, well I, I don't know if, if if Shadwick had been alive to make this movie, I think it would have been actually worse. Well, I would have uh, really um, been. I would. I'm still very interested in seeing the first script um, and see how Me what too. kind of direction to, uh, that Ryan Coogler was going to go with it. I know. Um, like, also, were those like? Uh, I mean, we're in spoilers. None of this even ended up being in the movie, but. Were those Doctor Doom rumors real? Like, were those rumors true? I would, I would hope so, because this, this one, this movie definitely needed a hidden, you know, agenda by a, a mastermind criminal or something. Yeah, the, I mean, because uh, I really hated the way they they killed off uh, T'Challa. I mean, well, they killed they, uh, they killed her, they killed him off by just saying he just died. You know, yeah, undisclosed, so undisclosed it, it, illness and. I'm like, wait, what? You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like I, I don't know. This, uh, my criticisms of this movie could also apply to a lot of the recent Marvel movies because it's almost the same thing. Bloated, doesn't feel necessary. Uh, feel, very film, very much feels like a, a stand-in for for or a, a placement stand-in for for a, a bigger story that we don't even know what's coming, but it feels like they have to fill this need and 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 you know the that's the criticism i have with all these kind of phase four movies and it, it, it like i said it shows and yeah and I, it really like i said before i think this really feels like ryan coogler got swallowed up by the marvel machine where he was able to work within those kind of structure for the first movie and come up with something very original something inventive and that's none of it. That's none of that is that in this movie. I mean, the first hour and a half of this movie felt so much like a Disney Plus show, mm-hmm. and and that's not a positive for me. It felt like scene after scene, with no necessarily fluent. You know, it, it feels like a bunch of a series of scenes that didn't flow together quite well, and it just like, you know. We need to find a scientist. Well, I know where a scient- I know where yeah. I, I could talk to. I think I know a person who knows where that scientist is. Cut to them talking to that person, and that person saying, "Well, why should I tell you about this scientist?" Cut to you know them. You know, if, it, and it was like so awkward how they just plot the plot of this 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 story is from scene to scene and scene. There's no there's no tension. There's no kind of 
relevation. Uh, uh, um, there's no, there's no kind of surprises. There's no, there's no kind of uh, uh, mystery that they're trying to solve. It's just like point A to point B to point C to point you know, and the you know, and and then uh, no, Neymar shows up, and so I, I just had a really hard time with the first hour and a half and just felt very it felt very awkward. I think eventually at the third act I kind of finally got into the movie, but by then it was already two hours in and I'm like, damn, this movie is taking forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um um Actually, really quick, let me let me say it because when I saw when I saw this and I told you guys this already a couple of times, but when I saw this in theaters, like you can uh on, on opening night, you know, every, everyone there on opening night is a Marvel fan. They all want, they all want to love this movie. During the first hour of the movie, everyone's like into the movie. They're applauding, they're cheering. Uh, all the little kids are crying during the opening of the movie. <laughs> and and then um, as as the movie progressed, like the kind of laughter and cheers and applause, it just kind of stopped. You know, it just kind of fade started to fade away. And by the time you get to the, like the last 30 minutes of the movie and they do that big reveal that Shuri's, you know, wearing the Black Panther suit and stuff, mm-hmm. only four people clapped. And this is a theater that holds over two that over 200 people. And it was packed. Mm-hmm. It's completely packed. And only four people clapped by that point. Well, when earlier in the film, everyone was applauding, everyone was into it. It just kind of I mean, I think this movie just kind of loses you as it just kind of slugs its way through to the to the the end. Yeah, it's a I, boring movie. I, I agree. I think the movie, it did. I mean, the, I mean, I, I, at first I'm like, am is something wrong here? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, um, maybe it's something in my mind because I go, this doesn't feel like a real movie. It feels very kind of clunky the fir- the very first hour or so, where it just goes, it's just seeing uh, exposition. Uh, Scenes of exposition and exposition and exposition, and nothing felt like it had a nice flow. Like the whole movie felt like second unit direction, and it really felt like it Ryan, Ryan Coogler, Coogler was just kind of overviewing all the second uh, unit direction. And you know, he it didn't really felt like someone directed this movie. It felt like it was directed by a computer or some or an AI <laughs> algorithm of some kind. Like it, except for the except for the scenes you know that were like emotional, which isn't really that much. In yeah, the movie, really. Except, yeah. yeah, it really isn't that much. Watching this movie, I um, I, I agree that the, the it didn't it didn't look like Ryan Coogler um was fully in, um involved in the direction. It seems, um, but uh, I think they had they had three editors in the film, and it it definitely showed um three was, editors. Yeah, that definitely showed that it was three different takes on the on some of the stuff. A lot of the the jokes didn't work for me. Uh, they fell flat. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, it it didn't. A lot of the shots didn't have the same feel that the the original one did. That's for sure. I mean, so but, so, but so. also like, I mean, going back to something that Mike was saying a little a, a little bit ago, a minute ago about you know the way this movie moves from kind of like scene to scene and it's just like exposition and exposition and it's just kind of like this giant kind of dumb information dumb mm-hmm. um i mean I hate to be mean to comic books but these movies are starting to just kind of be written and plotted like a comic book you know what i mean yeah i mean and it's, it's very much inspired by like the... a bad marvel comic book <laughs> yeah and it's very much taking a lot of the elements of some of the recent marvel comic books which i you know, I haven't read a, a recent Marvel comic book in a very long time, but 
the, the I, I want to say the general consensus is that they have become pretty bad. Uh, they're not as great as they used to be. Certainly not in the seventies or the eighties or the nineties, but they have become very kind of you know pandering to a younger audience. I guess you could say. And it really feels like the, the, that's what the MCU is doing. You know, mm-hmm. this new introduction of this character, Riri Williams, who we kind of already know is going to have her own uh, TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which uh, Ryan Coogler's uh, producing. Uh, yeah, what was the, what's her name again? Um, um, Ironheart, right? Ironheart, yeah. And... It, it, I don't know if that character was in originally in the in the in the script, but it really felt like this is a mandate from Marvel that they have to. Well, put it has this... to be right. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they're including characters like this in every movie, like America Chavez and Doctor Strange. Right. Um, uh, we even got Lady Thor in the in the the the, um, the last Thor movie. I mean, they're doing they're putting these characters into everything. Yeah, Hawkeye. I mean... This this movie feels like a, just an introduction of characters, new characters, so they could. Um you know, make more mov- movies or television shows. So it doesn't really have look, a, a, but, a... But really quick, I, I don't mind that they're, you know, that Marvel's making TV shows and movies about these characters. I don't like them forcing it into things where, like, it's, like, affecting the actual movie because, like you're saying, Riri Williams didn't have to be in this at all. And I don't think Ryan Coogler, like, want, was, like, it was his decision to include this character. And yeah. for some reason, they're all girls. Where's I mean, is Tom Holland going to be the only guy? Uh, you got uh, the Neymar. We have uh, <laughs> we have no, uh, uh, no I'm at the have, Young Avengers or whatever. We have Hulk's uh, we have Hulk's emo son. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, at, at, it really feels like they're they're setting up Young Avengers, and at that point, I'm I'm, I'm gone. I I don't really care about Young Avengers. I don't really really care about Marvel movies nowadays. Uh, it's, I mean, the only reason I was interested in watching this movie because I loved the first movie and I had to watch what they did with the character with T'Challa. And I was kind of disappointed what they did with it because they, they kind of left it unanswered. But I'm also disappointed in what they did with Namor or Namor or whatever. And also, especially Angela Bassett. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or or, 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 Okoye. you know, the mm-hmm. Diane uh, Denai uh, Guerrera, who I thought was one of those breakout per- characters of the first movie, and they like I was so shocked that they kind of demoted her from from being mm-hmm. the whoa, you know, that asked to comedic relief. Yeah, the, well, yeah, but the you know they demoted her as just gen- the general or whatever the the leader of the 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 army there. I'm like, what the, what are they doing? Like, the, the, this feels like so. Out of place, and it didn't it, like it didn't came out. It came out, and I mean, sure, she failed a mission. She failed to uh, to not protect uh, um, Sherry. Sherry's, yeah, and but to just totally. But it dem- was all dem- to. It was all. It's to all to move set up plot forward. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all. It's all set up for that. For that, what happens in the third act where she gets oh. to play this character. Her- there's new we're a, hor- we're a horrible yeah costume new costume yeah, yeah so so stupid I mean but also let's talk about really quick because I we, we talked about this before but like it's just so ridiculous to me and um like but in the third act of the movie is basically you know like we have the Wakandans like all the Wakanda people like and they're wearing like iron suits and they got all this high tech technology and they're just like 
fighting a bunch of indigenous people with like bows and arrows. Mm-hmm. And like, I got like real like vibes. Like this is like Christopher Columbus, like killing all the native Americans. Like that's the vibe I got while watching that sequence. And I'm like, I don't, I just can't be what Ryan Coogler's trying to like well, you know, put on screen. It's, it's, well, they, they well they set up that the, they're supernatural, right? They have supernatural powers, so they're much more powerful than say the Wakandans. Yeah, but that was that felt lazy. <laughs> a lot yeah. of this, a lot of this f- feels very lazy, and I, uh, <laughs> it's just Marvel now. But uh, yeah, at one point I was like, "Oh wait, they're fighting," and I was like, kind of rooting for Namor, and and the- I was rooting for them the whole time, even though I didn't even like the characters. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought they were in the right. You know, I thought they were uh, had the kind of the moral high ground, really, and I just didn't get what Shiri was doing. Like she, I mean, she was introduced to the the Wakanda, uh, or not the Wakanda, uh, the the, uh, the Atlantis telecons, telecon uh, home base, right? She was the first human to see this. Uh, she's invited to see this palace underwater. And I thought for sure she's going to get, like, this kind of um, insight of understanding what Neymar was, you know, his his thinking about the world, his, his you know, his world politics. Me, to me, it almost felt like they were doing, like, a romance between them. Yeah, yeah. At first I yeah, go, oh. Forced, yeah. yeah, at first I, at first I go. And, and I guess if, I guess with, in their original script, it would have been more of, like, a bromance between him and T'Challa or something. Oh, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, I thought for sure that there was going to be this understanding. And then to for her to, like, do this kind of revenge plot, I just didn't, I just really, really didn't get the the twist there. I, I, I mean, I, I understand it because, you know, uh, uh, the queen was killed, but I mean, no, I, and also I don't, I don't, I don't understand who was the person that got killed in, uh, uh who was that, that set Namor off? Was, was that, that his, supposed to be his love interest? Uh, that's what I'm saying is, was that supposed to be a sister at least or something like that? Some kind of, uh, uh, well, they were also underdeveloped. I mean, like, yeah, the telecom like people, the, yeah, I mean, like one of the things I loved about the first Black Panther, and Richard was kind of talking about this earlier, is I love how you know fleshed out the supporting cast was. Like they mm-hmm. really like went out of the way to really make all these characters feel very real and very kind, of, and uh, just just made them feel like very kind of unique. And and I think it was very different for for the Marvel universe to kind of take it in that approach because all of their supporting characters in the previous films had been kind of very um, underwritten, and you know with Black Panther, Ryan Coogler, you know, he w- he went out of his way to really flesh out every character and even write little arcs for them and stuff, which was fantastic. And in this movie, you know, we get introduced to this whole new civilization and it's like Ryan Coogler didn't give a crap. <laughs> we don't know anything about them. We, we, it's like you, you have to basically know them from the comics, I guess, like to really like we don't even really understand um, why he has wings. <laughs> right. <laughs> Or well, pointed ears? Did did everybody have pointed ears? At least did, did they ever mention that he was like because that he's like a mutant or whatever? No, he, yeah, says, he, he, says, just, he says he's, he's a mutant. mutant. He says he's that's a oh, okay. that's why he flies, and I guess that's why he's he lives for for a long time. Um, like he's been he must have been falling asleep during that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's a boring I, ass movie. I, I yeah I, I um well let's get into it. Let's get into like kind of the introduction of Namor. Or Namar, what was your feelings about just you know having this kind of uh, Mexican culture or uh, uh, 
honestly, I kind of, kind of offended. <laughs> I was kind of offended. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of offended by it. I mean, I mean, just having them like you know, under underwater, they're brown, and then when they're on the surface, they turn blue. I mean, none of this stuff really worked for me. It all felt very kind of tasteless. And um, well, I don't know, having, again, in Wakanda, you know, they kind of, a lot of things that people looked at, like, I don't know, maybe in a negative light about certain things in African culture, uh, that movie embraced and put in a very positive light. And, you know, and, and you know, made, made these care made all these people in Wakanda look very kind of like powerful and stuff and, and made them, made us, made a lot of people see them in ways that we had never had before. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then we go to, you know, to Namor's people and it's like, they highlight everything negative about, the, <laughs> about Hispanic culture. Like they're all like a bunch of like fat dudes. And like, <laughs> I like, I saw, I look, I'm looking at Namor's uh, army and stuff. I'm like, this just, these look like my uncles. <laughs> yeah. My like out of shape like eighty year old uncles like what is this? And it's it's so funny because like when Shiri goes down in her you know suit her kind of uh, oh yeah she's wearing the uh, Harlan Williams Rocket Man face suit <laughs> and she has lights on the suit and I'm like oh are these people like living in pure darkness because <laughs> like yep I mean I don't I don't is that what it is is that what why they're blue or I mean they're 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 normal even, color. Even, under- uh, well, no Namor's castle looked like shit. <laughs> well, it just looks like kind of a drawing from the back. I mean, there's, it's, it's, <sighs> you know, I was listening to like the ABC special of of Wakanda Forever. It's like a like a like kind of a behind the scenes promotional ad for it, right? It was like a yeah. like a forty minute kind of special that they aired on <laughs> ABC a week before the before it came out in theaters, and in it they were kind of like saying. You know, like like uh, Black Panther, the first one was inspired by Afrofuturism, where you get you know this. That's where you get the aesthetic, the look. And they said something about how when it came to the the telecon, you know, the Namor's people, it was inspired by Latin futurism. I go, that is not a thing. <laughs> that, no. That's not, there's no Latin futurism. I mean. Uh, Afrofuturism is a very specific style and genre that is based on history with the black audience and culture. Latin futurism is not a thing. If it is, it's just a copy of of the black, you know, Afrofuturism. So I don't know why. I mean, if that was the approach, then they made a wrong, you know, thing. I mean, this is also been... if that was their approach, I don't see that on screen because they had the, like all the Latin people, like just basically like it just looked like you know everything that we've seen in history books, but like underwater. Yeah, it's apocalypto. It more st- it's apocalypto underwater, and and, and... I'd say even like Mel Gibson handled it with more <laughs> respect. Like, I mean, this like this is this is offensive. <laughs> Well, I mean, and and, and they're just—I mean—they're talking about just uh, on a stylistic approach, and, and it's just like I—I yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, like like uh, it, it it needed more time, and then, then that's the problem with the movie, right? It has like well, uh, it shares. Uh, that's a, well, I'm saying that's the, another thing. I was okay, <laughs> I was just saying that it, it, it the movie is too long, and it shares too much with different things, so. It, maybe it maybe originally was in the script that they will they will flesh out some of the characters from from Namor's people, but then they have to cut to the 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 you know the kid the 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 re- really yeah you know the uh, 
you know. Um, and so awkwardly. Ironheart, you know. And, I mean, there's just so many things they have to deal with. And so they really didn't have time to really flesh out the characters. I mean, I would love to see. Th- then why do it? Because, like, this movie really actually made me appreciate uh, James Wan's de- decision to have his underwater people, to have Atlantis. Multi, uh, um, am I trying to say? Like, Fa- faceted? Yeah, it's like uh, it's very varied in in in, uh, in um, race and species. Like you had like all, you had everybody underwater. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you had all types of actors and you had all types of creatures. You know, and not even not everyone was human. And it was so uh, like you were saying, it's so varied. And this movie, this movie, I don't know. I I know what they were trying to a positive light for latinos and stuff but it, it backfired <laughs> and i think it would have been much smarter to do what james wan did and you know just have a, a variety of different races and species underwater and not this because this was dumb well and also it, it just comes down to black people versus brown people <laughs> so i mean mm-hmm. I, that's a really hard thing to really wrap your head around is i mean and i think like you were saying like once we get into that fight in the third act was this the intention of what ryan coogler coogler was trying to do and i i, I don't think so because we're trying the he, at one point we're gonna someone's gonna root for somebody and are we rooting for wakanda are we rooting for the you know the talakan and I, I was rooting for the Talicon just because they were, you know, a bunch of naked dudes with bones and bows and arrows. You know what I mean? The Wakandan are all like flying around in Iron Man suits. It's ridiculous. It's so stupid. But it really, it, it, this it's so weird because it, this movie also is very pro monarch. You know, like it, I got the same feeling with with House of the Dragon. We're we're living in a time where we're just so pro monarch. We're so pro king and queen and. And I, it's just like, and especially for a movie that try, you know, delves into like the horrible, you know, effects of con- colonization, and yet, the, you know, the answer to that is monarchy. No, that's not that, that's not the answer. But you know, we're so into this world of like, you know, because the queen died in in real life, and so we're like feel bad. And I'm talking about the Queen of England now. But I mean, like we're, we're we're I don't know. It's just like so weird that that both of these cultures are are monarchs. You know, he, uh, 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 Namor is a is a is a king. He's a leader, or he's a god actually to to the people mm. uh, to his people. I I, I don't know. I, 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 this movie kind of has so it has really good ideas, and I think I love like kind of this like this explore exploration of of these kind of uh, geopolitic ideas. But I think it does it in such a clunky way that it gets 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 trapped or gets 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 swallowed up by just the regular MCU shit. And um, yeah, I just didn't like once once um, Letitia Wright becomes Black Panther. I just didn't get her motive. I mean, I do, but I just didn't understand the turn, the, the revenge turn that felt just like kind of like a last minute. R- rewrite oh like the ki- the killmonger stuff right that was yeah, like all that stuff what's the point of this yeah. what was the i felt it's also so out of character for her i'm like couldn't they have just like brought back the the who's who's the actor that played uh, t'challa's father like t'chaka couldn't they just bring him back <laughs> like i think oh you mean for 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 the the vision you're talking about for the vision the killmonger thing yeah the killmonger oh, he, thing, I, mean. I think he died too oh in real life oh he died let me see 
Well, I think I think the reason why Killmonger was in the her vision, maybe not. No, I think I think the reason why they they put Killmonger in her vision was because she has this revenge, you know, plot line where she is taking on the the Black Panther mantle because she wants to act, she wants to enact revenge against uh, Namor for for killing her mother. And this is very similar to what Killmonger did in the first movie. He wanted the uh, Black Panther mantle to burn up w- the world, right? Or something like, what was that line? He was like, I, I want I want to burn it all, right? And they kind mm-hmm. of uh, duplicate the same storyline here. And, and then that's another... Ends. Yeah, very similar to Halloween Ends, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, that's also another kind of lazy kind of screenwriting because this also feels like they're kind of duplicating the same thing that they did with the first Black Panther movie. Instead instead of uh, Michael B. Jordan, it's it's uh, Letitia Wright. It's the same kind of uh, um, purpose, you know. It's the same kind of uh, the the reasoning of of, uh, of her becoming the Black Panther. Uh, so I, I you know, like again, I, 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 I don't like I don't mind her becoming the Black Panther. It just it just took a long time for, for us to finally get there. It took us like at least a two, two hour and thirty minutes, maybe in two hours before. No, two hours, almost two hours. Yeah, like two mm-hmm. hours. So that's in the end. That's the very end of the movie, right? Right when the third act's like about to begin. Yeah. Not even the third act, but like the final battle. I mean, the first two, the first two hours. Was we such get that a- rushed. Uh, we get that rushed arm arm wrestling sequence with her and uh, Winston Duke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It, I don't know, man. This movie felt like, like remember in, in the first Black Panther we had like a great battle between Black Panther and uh and um Winston Duke's character and this one we get like a lame arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> well, cuz it didn't have no time. We have to like I know. move move the plot. We have to move the plot along. And it, you know, the movie felt like it's it, you hearing the stories about what happened. I mean, this movie wasn't just they had to deal with Chadwick Boseman's death. They had to deal with the pandemic. You know, protocols. Uh, Letitia Wright got injured, and they had to like stop production for a while. There was like they also had to stop production because of her COVID. Yeah, well, that's a rumor. I don't know. Was that true? I I, I don't remember. She, I, I, she used Namor's uh, nose hair or whatever uh, and, uh, to uh, to come up with the three uh, uh, D print uh, a, fl- a flower for <laughs> to become a Black Panther. Well, I mean, that's in the, that's well, that's you know, but I'm saying in real life, it's, were, no, no, I'm just saying it's straight up like stupid writing, <laughs> like uh, like uh, Star Trek, uh, uh Star Trek, uh, Into Darkness, Into Darkness, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying there, there, there's real life, there were li- real life things that happened during the production of this movie, other than just the death of Chadwick Boseman that uh, impede the, the the development of the script. And it really, you really feel that while watching the movie, you really feel like the, you know, uh, the Ryan Coogler, uh, uh, um, Ryan Ryan Coogler did uh, really felt like he got lost during the during the production. And, and anybody made, would, but yeah. But uh, re- really quick, um, uh, let me ask you guys because uh, I remember uh, hearing a story, I think around the time the Nope was coming out, that Daniel Kaluuya. Um, mm-hmm. Turned down Wakanda Forever because uh, he he had the option to do that or Nope, and he was like Nope was the one he wanted to do. A uh, smart decision, in, in my opinion. <laughs> but um, but um, 
what the hell was he going to do in this movie? Like, he, it was just been like another character to like drag everything even more. Like, yeah. But yeah. what was he? What was, maybe he was going to play an important part that would have actually helped the story out. But like, what do you think? Like, he would have even done in this movie? Well, I see. Uh, go ahead, Rich. Um, I think that's why he turned it down because it would it would have been t- um, not integral to the storyline anyway. So he, he turned, that's why he turned it, down. <laughs> it would have made the movie an even bigger drag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably would have got cut out anyway. Yeah, or whatever. Basically, yeah, yeah. Just... Or maybe he was. Wait, is he alive? His character lived in the. In the... Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. That they mentioned it. Uh, the the what's her name? Uh, um, um, uh, Walking Dead. Koye? Uh, yeah, uh, Koye. Deny? He's a, he's a, oh. a uh, uh, husband. Yeah, ex-husband, right? Yeah. Or whatever. But she mentions that you, you still you still have a husband or whatever. You still have family or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. That's right. That's another thing. I mean, the, the, you know, let's talk I about- I lost everything. You right. still have a husband, basically. The the tone of this movie or the, the unevenness of the, the flow, which I said before, it's just so kind of blaring- it was so uh, on. Uh, um, it's, it's just, it's, it made me so uh, feel just I, I just weird about them watching the movie because at, at one point we got Martin Friedman as his character, his CIA character, who has a uh, kind of this tit for tat relationship with uh, Louis uh, Louis. Um, what's her name? Julia Louis Dreyfus. Julia, yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus is playing what Fontaine? What's her name? What's her character? Valerie or something. Valerie. Val? And so they having these conversations about you look like you're working out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he goes, oh, yeah, I work out in my, you know, uh, I should, I should, I want maybe I should check out your 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 your. French press in your something, something stupid. Something I, was, like, I was I was falling asleep that, during those scenes. Every time Martin Freeman was on screen, I was like, "Oh my god!" I, so they're even here. So they were having some of this tit for tat kind of relationship conversations. It's, and it was it, a Peloton. A Peloton, yeah. Let me, I should check out your Peloton, right? And it's supposed to be a joke. It's you know, it's very ha ha ha. And then literally, they cut to a scene where Angela Bassett as the queen mm-hmm. is like. <laughs> Doing a Shakespearean play where she is, um, she is, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, she was, uh, berating, uh, Okoye, uh, Danai Guerrero's character. And both of them are crying. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? One second, we're laughing about a Peloton in, in someone's bedroom. And the mm-hmm. next second, well, we're I doing, wasn't laughing. <laughs> and the next second, we're doing Shakespeare. Where everyone is crying their eyes out, acting their ass off, and it just felt very fucking weird. It's just weird that I had to sit through this movie like this. And like going, <laughs> what the? It's like it's like we're living in like two parallel worlds, and it's just it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like the flow is not there. And I'm so disgusted by film critics who come out and and just kiss Marvel's butt and just say. Yes, this is the best movie of the year. Yes, you know, blah, blah, blah. I went to the premiere, blah, blah, blah. Here's all of the photos of the famous people I saw that day. And you're going to love this. You, This is going to be, this is going to change MCU. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of these assholes who come out of these premieres saying this is the best movie of the year, best MCU movie. And I'm sitting here like, what are these guys watching that I'm not seeing? Like what? Am I going crazy? Am I fucking going crazy? Because <laughs> you are make... crazy, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
No, I mean, I've talked about this before. I mean, I think I think critics really. I, well, I think I think I think there's a lot of reasons, right? I think generally there are some people that really like this movie for some reason. <laughs> like for some reason, I well, think some critics really do like it. But I do think a lot of them also. There's a situation where I think a lot of them really, really want to love this movie because there is some heavy stuff in this film. There is clearly multiple uh, tributes to Chadwick Boseman in this film, and I think a lot of people just like they want to love it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um. And also, quite, quite frankly, there are a lot of mixed reviews for this movie. It's just, you know, Rotten Tomatoes. If you right. give anything a, a C plus or higher, it, it counts as a, as a, as a fresh tomato. <laughs> but well, yeah, um, I mean, it, it's getting mixed reviews now after the movie is out and, re- and released. And But I'm saying, like, the initial reviews that came out of the premiere was so glowing that it may, actually made me... I think it does a, a disservice, really, because it makes me actually more optimistic when going and watching it. And if mm-hmm. I had like kind of a very tempered response or a very kind of just normal kind of mood going into the movie saying this most likely is going to suck, but maybe I'll have some good, you know, maybe there'll be some good fight scenes that I'll like. If I went in that kind of, um, you know. You'd still be disappointed because the still, action scenes are the worst part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be disappointed, but I go. At least it's not as bad, you know. I mean, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. But hearing these reviews, hearing that, like, y'all, this is going to be the one that you're going to cry. This is the one that people are going to – this is, you know, forget what uh, I said about the last five MCU movies. This is the one that really counts. And, boy, this is this is another Eternals. I mean, this is just another kind of, like – I mean, I, I think I like this more than the Eternals because actually I fell asleep during <laughs> during Eternals and I never went back to watch I, it to finish it. I but I actually like stayed Eternals awake more. for this one, huh? I think I like Eternals more. But like, don't get me wrong; I think they're both kind of C minus um, movies. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, for me, Eternals was at least trying to do some very different things, and I kind of admire it for it. I actually think there's probably like a four or five back hour version of Eternals that works (laughs) it's just the movie that we got you know it's like i don't know that movie just never even gets a moment to breathe it's just always like introducing stuff exposition it's a complete train wreck Mm -hmm. but it was at least trying to do something different this movie isn't trying to do anything that hasn't been done before a million times better like this movie just i think it failed at pretty much everything (laughs) out of the phase four films and i'm talking about black widow shang chi eternals I guess you could throw in Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and Thor Love and Thunder. Where where, where did Black Panther rank? Is it on the top of those on that list or on the middle? Or For, the, me, for me, it's in the bottom. Really? Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I haven't I haven't liked any of these of any of the phase four Marvel movies. Yeah, me either. The only one the only one that I didn't hate was Spider-Man No Way Home. And I don't like Spider-Man No Way Home. I have a lot of problems with that movie. I think the script is a complete mess. I think it's uh, it's it's riddled with horrible horrible humor, and they ruin a bunch of characters that were you know that that I grew to love over the years in the MCU. They ruined all these characters, and I, I I there's so much I hate about Spider-Man No Way Home, but it's still I guess the best movie in Phase Four. I guess Rich. my second favorite is probably Chang Chi, and I hate Chang Chi. <laughs> Rich, what's your favorite of of the show? Phase four movies. I, I rank the the latest Black Panther uh, just above uh, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. 
But what's and so is Thor: Love and Thunder your favorite uh, Phase Four movie? Oh no, it's my worst. Oh, <laughs> oh so it's the second worst. Yeah. Well, so you're saying Eternals is better than this movie? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Eternals is worse. Shang Chi is better than this movie. Um, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's close. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So this, I'll give you my list. Doctor Strange is definitely one. Number one, because of the directing. Because it's, it's yeah. actually a very well directed movie. Had some very interesting shots. I mean, Sam Raimi really went a long way in uh, polishing a turd. Yeah, I, I'll say this: um, Spider-Man: No Way Home was the more entertaining film. Oh, 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 I forgot we're gonna go all the way back then. Well, that's the start. Of, <laughs> that was the start. I think that was no, actually, Black, Black Widow. Widow. Then no, so uh, yeah, Black Widow. Spider-Man: No Way Home was the more entertaining film for me. Uh, Black Widow, second, because I think I ultimately, even though that movie has. A scene where uh, Black Widow couldn't kill the villain because of f- pheromones. <laughs> pheromones. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. <laughs> Even that, I put that in, in, in number two because I, l- I kind of liked the character. Red Guardian. Yeah. And all, you know, like David Harbour was pretty cool. He was funny. I, I liked his jokes. You know, it didn't felt that bad. His introduction uh, scene in, in jail was like really cool. Yeah. Um, the arm wrestling and stuff. I guess the third would be this one, I guess, Black Black Panther. I didn't hate the. Oh, third. really? Yeah, I didn't hate the third act of the movie. I mean, it, it, it's okay. not that I didn't hate it. It's I just finally kind of <laughs> felt uh, something for you the gave movie. Up. Yeah, yeah. You gave up. <laughs> and then after that, it's kind of like a tie between uh, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Thor: Love and Thunder. And then at the. Oh, so do you hate Shang Chi more than? More than oh, both of them? I despise Shang Chi. I despise. Is it because of Ben Kingsley making a mockery of his career? Just, just the bad screenwriting. The ba- the fact oh, okay. that Shang Chi does. Well, I mean, not... I mean, come on, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, you know what? It does have decent action. Shang Chi, yeah, Shang Chi. Shang Chi had Shang Chi had probably the most interesting action of Phase Four. I would yeah, say. and but, I didn't even love it. I was I actually disappointed I, by it. But I do not like that character at all. And that yeah. I mean, he doesn't do anything like worthy of being Shang Chi. I mean, he's a kid who is escaping his father, and you know, and the father comes to get him, and they find him. Then <laughs> that's it. Like he like and and then he kind of he does you know like he doesn't do anything in the movie. Like he there's he has to find his sister, and then like literally the next scene. Oh, I found my sister. I mean, there's like he doesn't. There's no journey in his hero journey, you know. And then they they get yeah, to but, the. But come on, come on, Mike. Don't you love how how Chang Chi like put Wong and Abomination in there to set up She Hulk? Yeah, great. What a great cameo for She Hulk. Yeah, like like they didn't knew nothing with that characters. Those characters from the She Hulk. I mean, this is all. It's just it's a bad. It's a horrible movie. And I just hate you know. You bring up Ben Kingsley. The worst part of that movie was like the blatant car commercial for I forgot what <laughs> car, what Jeep it was, but it was like the Audi. Yeah, they're driving through the forest, the magical forest, and they you know all the forest leaves open up for this magical Jeep, and it gets to, and no, of course the Jeep doesn't get smashed or you know no, no bumps. Problem. It stops on a dime. Great, it's great brakes. I mean, just say. 
available now at your local dealership. You know, I mean, it's such a blatant fucking commercial for, I mean, what a piece of shit movie. I hate that fucking movie. <laughs> and then Eternals. <laughs> Eternals at the bottom. And then the only reason I, I say Eternals is because I fell asleep and I didn't go back to <laughs> watch it. I maybe, you know, if I go back and rewatch it, maybe it'll jump up on the ranks, but it's just a, it's man. a miserable experience. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I remember seeing that in theaters because um, I told you guys not not even to bother with that movie. Right, I think you guys right. waited for Disney Plus. Yeah, but um, that movie was so boring. It was it was like an unbelievable experience, and everyone in it was similar to the Wakanda uh, experience. Like everyone in the theater was like falling asleep like halfway through the movie. Like it was so. What's going on with Marvel? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, starting to become they're they're just they're becoming like a. I don't know, like something you put on at night just if you want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, with Wakanda Forever making so much money in the box office, I think there's no initiative for Marvel to do anything different. They're still making money. There's still an audience for it. Uh, I think, you know, I, I, would, I have a feeling that there's going to be less of, a, of an audience, but there's still a big enough audience who are watching this movies multiple times. Still loving it. I mean, there's a there's a whole group of people on you, YouTube. Also, just you know, you know what I think. You know what also I think is kind of helping Marvel's success. And I know this is going to sound weird, but I really think it it, it probably is something that's going to help them in the long run. Because I'll, I'll explain right now. But I, every time I meet people, almost everyone I meet is a Marvel fan, mm-hmm. but they don't watch everything. Interesting. Yeah, they don't watch everything. Like they they just watch like the ones. That appeal to them, but still, they these are like their favorite movies. They're not like us that, like, you know, we dissect every movie, we watch every TV show. So we, they don't do that. And I think, you know, that's kind of helping Marvel stay alive because I think if you watch it the way we do, it's like we see the same shit over and over yeah. again, same mistakes. And it's like, it's like, God, can't these guys ever learn? But it's like people aren't dissecting it like us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, and we can see the flaws. We can see the the repetition of of these storylines. And um, yeah, 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 I was you. Yeah, to go back to the critics again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the critics, and I, you know, it's, they, I think they it's, watch everything. Yeah, it, they watch I, everything. And they're still not bored of it. it, it it's it, it'd be too easy to say they're in the pocket of Marvel. I don't think they're in the pocket of Marvel, but I think it's oh, because, a lot of them are. <laughs> okay, but I think it's so it's so kind of um, and it, I shouldn't say just Marvel. It's comic book movies. It's such it has this strong hold over the the market, and it's just like saying it's it's almost like saying if you don't like a, mo- a Marvel movie or a comic book movie, then it's like saying you you hate movies because it's almost. It's the same thing nowadays. Yeah. Like saying that uh, ha- hating westerns in the sixties or fifties is like, yeah. I mean, you just hate movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you know, you hate the musicals of the thirties, and like, what's wrong with you? That's those, that's the only yeah. thing that co- that's coming out. And yeah. and so it's I mean uh, uh, so uh, I think that's why you got a lot of these critics who are saying even you know even because of Black Panther, you know, like there Marvel has. This is the brilliance of Marvel. They have over the 15 years, they have built this infrastructure where they can make a, a decent looking movie with and they they have the budget to do it and they have special effects department and the stunt team that it's already pre-planned. And you don't need a really big 
director to come up with a big vision. He just has to be there to point the camera with, with uh, where the <laughs> the cast is is acting, right? Basically. And, and so they have built a certain kind of infrastructure that will produce a, a, a decent uh, quality of film. But it's up to us as the moviegoer or even the critic to say, that's not enough. We should know. We we should demand more. Like you know, Wakanda Forever is not that bad compared to a lot. Of, like compared to like say, Sylvester Stallone's Samaritan. You know, although I I think <laughs> Samaritan is a much more entertaining film. But I mean, qual- quality all wise, the wrong reasons. <laughs> quality wise, it's much more impressive. There's better acting. You know, <laughs> there's kind of more complex kind of storylines in in Wakanda Forever. Than, than yeah, but <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Samaritan Samaritan is a horrible, horrible movie. But <laughs> no, but I'm saying Samaritan. But, I, but Samaritan. I, I'd much, I'd much rather watch Samaritan again than Wakanda Forever. <laughs> yeah, but but it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only because for me Wakanda Forever is so boring. <laughs> the, I'm it's saying, so boring. I, it's such a drag. But Samaritan is so fun to see Stallone beating up children. <laughs> Samaritan is done with a very low budget. You know, th- th- there's no infrastructure infrastructure there for that for it to help. You know, the the stunts are not that great, and that fire scene at the third act was t- t- horrendous CGI fire fire. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I you know, personally I still think it's more entertaining film. It's probably the most entertaining comic book movie of the year. <laughs> oh, come on, what are you talking about? The Batman. Oh yeah, the Batman. Uh... You know, I got problems with Batman. You know, I, I said Batman, remember, I, <laughs> best comic book movie of the year. I like Second best uh, comic book movie of the year. Sadly, I, 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 I'm really not trying to troll. I'm really not trying to troll. I, I, I don't, I don't mean to do this, but the second best comic book movie of the year is Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I we haven't seen Black Adam yet. Um, it's a bad movie, <laughs> but it's at least not boring. But it's interesting with, with to go back to the critics again. The Wakanda, you know, everyone's like praising Wakanda forever. You know, everyone talks about how well it explores black trauma. You know, it explores kind of racism, the history of racism, and, and the colonization of, of. You know, they always kind of bring in these kind of these kind of deeper kind of subtext of the of the film, which I think I would say that they do it in a clunky way, even though they tr- they're trying to kind of touch on these subject matters. But yet, the same critics will shit on something like. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV series, which to right. me is probably the best kind of thing that came out of the Phase Four, and I think yeah, it, I mean I'm so I'm shocked by that because the three of us really we're I guess may, many maybe many people after listening to this review would call us Marvel haters, <laughs> but we we really the three of us really really like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we I think the three of us agree that that really felt like a return that kind of Civil War and uh, Captain America Winter Soldier vibe, and we want more of that. We, that's what we thought, you know, Black Widow was going to give us and it completely, you know, fell on its face. So yeah. it was like a, such, such a, such a surprise. Cause I thought, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to, I thought uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was going to be, you know, basically what all the, all, all its critics say it is like, uh, it's just like a bunch of like lazy wokeness. That's, uh, that's really what I thought it was going to be, but they, it worked. Yeah. I mean, it was well-written. It was all well done. And I, and if you're, if you're trying to get a message across and it's well-written and well-handled, I'm all for that. For mm-hmm. me, it's really how Marvel's so lazy at it, and their the writing has been really bad. And it just makes these like 
Bates feel so disingenuous. Yeah, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier does a really good job of what is to be black and to be the uh, Captain America, the symbol of hero for America. And and the way uh, the Falcon, uh, um, uh, the way he approaches it and, and, you know, doesn't necessarily take up the job and he needs to be, you know, he needs to be convinced was an also interesting the introduction journey. of that uh, the introduction of that character what was it Asaya Asaya was it Asai or older the older black uh oh yeah uh, yeah yeah America. yeah and then that brings up the mm. whole kind of the history of of what happened to black heroes in mm. in history you know like in the the, the, the horrible treatment of they did and they trying to erase that history right so i yeah i, I thought yeah, the movie i thought, that I thought was the a show powerful did a, series yeah and also even the introduction should have been a movie though <laughs> it should have been a movie what was uh, Owen Wilson's uh, or not Owen Wilson? Um, Luke, what's his? Oh, uh, uh, is it Owen Wilson? Wyatt, Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell, yeah. <laughs> Owen Wilson, yeah. He looks like Owen. <laughs> Wyatt, yeah, <laughs> Wyatt Russell's uh, his character. Um, oh shit, I can't remember now. It's been so long. U.S. agent. U.S. agent, right? Even that, like bringing this character who is a who is a superhero. Uh, he's filled with the same serum, right, as Captain America, but he's unable to. Beat uh, 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 the Falcon, who has zero ser- serum, who is not super powered, and that th- his deficiency of 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 be, you know unable to to live up to that kind of standard and making him more angry and angry. I think that's such a kind of a, a genius exploration of what to, what is to be black and white. Uh, superheroes or even heroes in the in the in the term of Captain America. I don't know. People shit on that. Like that like that show was like not deep enough, but yet they they'll praise Wakanda forever, forever. <laughs> with with Namor and his like indigenous like like offensive borderline offensive shit that that's I do you think Latinos are gonna really Latinos in my theater seem pretty offended. <laughs> Yeah, well, what do you think of their reaction to the to Namor and stuff, especially when he is really the villain of the movie? Um, well, I mean, I, I didn't talk to anyone after the movie ended, like to really get people's opinions. But I mean, it, it seemed like it seemed like it was. It seemed like people just didn't respond well to this movie in general in my yeah. in my audience. So I'm assuming they didn't like him. I mean, like <laughs> there was a Latino family like sitting like. A couple seats over from me and um i don't know like early on in the movie they seemed really into it and then as it went on they seemed very not into it but who knows <laughs> if that's because of namor i mean yeah, i know yeah. namor cer- certainly contributed to like why i didn't like the movie <laughs> <laughs> uh it's inter- we'll see i mean i I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll, i'm very interested in seeing how this reaction is and then like we were saying before even before we recorded like i think it's going to take a couple maybe a year to really kind of figure out the real kind of response to this movie and how it kind of plays out with the rest of the mcu and uh although my initial you, reactions you can, are, are negative you can say the same about a, a, pretty much every movie in phase four that's going to really take some time to really find out how people feel about a lot of these movies yeah uh and also i think in the next couple of years as as comic book movies have now going into their 20 years I and mean, it's been like 20 years right since like the this yeah. this really new wave of, of superhero movies i think the next couple of years people are going to really kind of reanalyze some of the early films not just the mcu i'm just talking about like 
even like the first X-Men movies or something like that, or even like, you know, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies and really kind of- I think they already they are, right? Yeah, right I, guess, I guess you could say that, yeah. And they were going to be, it's going to be, they're going to be comparing the, these two waves, you know? And are are they getting are comic book movies getting better or are they getting worse? And I think that's that's going to be the worse. new conversation. Yeah, I believe so. But um, yeah, I think they're getting worse. Yeah, and I think you know Logan is still you know people are going to say, man, Logan is still the best kind of one of the best better comic book movies, and that's been like what ten years now, you know, and and that's just yeah. going that's going to continue to be longer and older and older and like. And then people are going to say, why has it been so long since we got a truly great comic book movie? What's going on here? Also, also, I uh, something something I want to bring up. And this isn't necessarily like Wakanda forever specific. This is more like Marvel in general. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, um, you know, I'm, I, I like going to like comic book conventions and stuff like that. And um, I like to kind of like see the kind of, kind of collector community. And people have really been kind of Dumping their Marvel collections, and um, I, I, I personally think a lot of that has to do with just the quality of the Marvel movies going down. Because I think the people that are really, like, really, really feeling the, the the disappointment with Phase Four are the people that go to conventions. You know what I mean? They're they are the people that you know have been into this stuff. You know, since before it was even cool to like this stuff, and. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's 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 interesting that Marvel's still the biggest franchise in the world. The MCU is still the biggest thing mm-hmm. out there when it comes to movies. And it feels like the 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 hardcore fan base is really kind of turning their heads and just moving on. And these are people that had been fans of it since before, you know, Kevin Feige was a known person. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I I mean if you just speak it as as the car book, um Industry. I mean, the comic book industry has been in a pretty bad and low place right now, and I yeah. think there's some kind of new. I guess maybe the 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 emergence of Kickstarter as like kind of this new kind of uh, platform where they can sell their comic books, independent comic books, and I think that's going to be the kind of new wave of comic books. We're going to get these independent kind of uh, comic book artists doing something that's different from Marvel, and that's how it was. And then, well, and then, well, isn't isn't Image still big? Yeah, but it's it's not as big as it, it was once was. I mean, yeah. I I, I really don't know because I haven't really uh, I don't know the comic book industry nowadays. Uh, I haven't really read a new comic book in a long time. But you know, Image came out of that kind of I wouldn't say hatred of Marvel, but really kind of this 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 want of of something different. And they were kind of t- you know in the nineties, the people were kind of tired of of Marvel giving you bad storylines right? and giving you these gimmicks and killing off characters that will eventually just come out in the next year or so with a, you know, you know, like when Superman lives or, you know, the death of Superman, these were all kind of gimmicks and people got really tired of it. And these are kind of like, um, you know, th- these were things that didn't really sit well with people. And that's why when Marvel took off or, or image took off, it was part of that, you know, and plus also, you know, all the, Illustrators were rock stars at, in the '90s. You know, uh, Rob Liefeld, Tom McFarlane, Jim Lee. These guys were rock stars, and so them doing their own books meant something, and it meant, it meant some. And you didn't care if it was in Marvel. You don't care if it was Batman or Spider Man. They were kind of running their course anyway, 
And so, it, it, so it, there was a need for different storylines. So I think maybe that's gonna what's gonna happen with uh, comic book movies as we get into the twenty years uh, of of comic book movies. You know, the new wave of comic book movies. So I think people are gonna want Samaritan, <laughs> or you know, well, or, well, <laughs> I even though it's still it's still within the um, the two big brands, Marvel and DC. I'd say kind of uh, James Gunn is kind of in his little corner with, with Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. That felt that stuff felt very unique. And uh, same for the boys. Mm-hmm, I yeah. think the stuff kind of uh, Seth Rogen's been producing has been uh, feeling feeling like what you're saying, like that counter, that response to all this. I mean, especially with the boys, right? I mean, the boys, they're, they're commenting on all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's part of my favorite comic book property uh, in the last year and, or so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe my two. second favorite would probably be Peacemaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what, what comes next. And I, I think we're definitely, whatever it is, we're definitely turning the page in MCU. And I don't, I don't know if they're learning any lessons from this Phase 4. Because uh, Wakanda, I think, marks the final film in Phase 4. So when Phase 5... Uh, comes around, I don't know if they're going to learn their lessons or learn anything. I mean, I, maybe they're just going to continue the same stuff they've been doing. It certainly feels like they're going to uh, try to set up uh, young Avengers, Avengers, and I don't know if I even care about that at all. Well, I don't even care about what they're doing right now with the multiverse. Yeah. Here, check it out. There, there's there's no denying it. These All the Marvel movies this year, while they all um, underperformed what was originally expected they, they're all still very profitable they're still making a lot of money mm-hmm. there's again no denying it there was clearly a decline during phase four yeah and uh will there be another decline in phase five like all these movies made about opening weekend ended up making about like i don't know anywhere between 20 to 50 million less than what was expected and then on the long run they ended up making a couple hundred million less than what they were originally expected it's very much kind of like what DC, where DC was at in the early days, like when Batman vs Superman was expected to make over a billion dollars and it came in like at eight hundred or whatever. That's kind of like where Marvel's at right now, which is interesting. Do you think um, Phase Five we're going to see another dip? Like they're going to, they're going to, they, we might even see their movies like barely breaking even. No, no, not, not, not anytime soon. Yeah. Um... Well, phase five isn't like that soon because we'll, I'm sure we'll have a couple hits and stuff, you know, like RD games and all that. But yeah, like is, um, I don't know, like what is, is the Marvels? Marvel's <laughs> going to be a hit. Like, I actually really enjoyed Miss Marvel on Disney Plus. It's one of the only things in phase four that I've liked, but nobody watched it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody watched it. And I mean, hated captain marvel so much i thought it was a terrible movie and i know that it has i know it has some fans but i know it also has a lot of you know uh has a lot of haters as well i guess and i don't know i mean is that is that a recipe for success is that going to be another billion dollar movie like the first captain marvel no no no, no. there's so. no it, um it's i think it's the end of uh, billion dollar movies now uh, marvel or in yeah. general uh, you got to be something. You got to be like a Top Gun Maverick. Well, they need to do something to, uh, else entirely. The, the, the um, I don't even think it. Um, if they come without with this Avengers film, it'll be close oh, like to the, a million. The, you think? Um, you think like the King Dynasties? Won't, <laughs> no, won't, I mean, it, 
Oh, well, let's talk really quick. Let's talk about Secret Wars, because, I mean, the big rumor about that movie, and this is going to give Michael a big headache. The, the, <laughs> the, big rumor, the big rumor about Secret Wars is that that's going to be the true true multiverse of madness movie and in that movie we're going to see the x-men come in the fox x-men and we're going to have multiple different versions of spider-man again toby and andrew in ex- expanded roles it's supposed to be like end game of the multiverse and will that be like could that be a two billion dollar movie or by that point are people just gonna be like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> no i think they'll bring everybody back um because if they if if they're going the Beyonder route, I don't know what they did with the other uh, um, Secret Wars. Is there an all-powerful being that I have no involved? clue? Yeah, no. What, what year is this supposed to be? I mean, it was supposed to come out like two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand twenty-four. Yeah. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, two thousand twenty-four. Yeah, that's right. Going back in time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, two thousand twenty-four or twenty-five. Yeah, I believe so. Believe so. One of those. One so of like, those. so within two years' time, you're saying like two or three years. Yeah, that's that's when we get the next end game. Supposedly, no, it's twenty six. Oh, it's twenty six. Oh wow, there's still plenty of time to. The thing is, like, at, at that, everyone. Yeah, at that point, do people even care about the multiverse or even care about these type of you know scene? Like, I like. I, I, let me say this. I was a huge, huge fan of X Men books in the nineties. That's what that was my comic book. I used to read X Men. I used to, you know, draw X Men. And there was something very special when Brian Singer, you know, and I'm not justifying what he is as a person. <laughs> like, you know, the guy's a terrible guy. Uh, from what we could tell from the accounts, from the controversy and stuff like that. But when he came out with the first X Men, and X Men Two, there was something fucking beautiful. I mean, I remember going into the first X-Men movie. I'm going, wow, I can't believe I have lived through a time where I'm reading comic books as a kid, X-Men comic books as a kid, and now I'm watching X-Men in the in the big screen on movies theater. In a movie like, theater. Didn't you, but didn't you, didn't you also get that same reaction when you saw your other um, childhood favorite um, be adapted for the big screen when you went to go see Michael Bay's Transformers? <laughs> yeah, so that's another one. <laughs> oh man, I was so disappointed with that one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I nice remember, memories of going <laughs> to the Chinese theater. <laughs> so I, so I remember watching the first X Men movie and wasn't necessarily disappointed by it. Although I was very, you know, like, oh, that's not necessarily the X Men I remember. But it's it was it's such you a, got enough. It's right. a, yeah, it's a, it's so new. It's it's so like I never knew that this was going to happen anyway. This was... Also, but uh, also, like, I'm not to crap on the, the X Men because you know I also grew up with the, the '90s cartoon. Right, right. But I mean, since I did grow up with that '90s cartoon, I mean, the X Men were pretty wacky. I mean, like the mm-hmm. costumes and all that. So to adapt it, you know, for the real life, and you have to think about like when X Men came out, the world was much different than it is now. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty unique. It was pretty special, and I mean, it was treated with a seriousness that I don't think any of the MCU movies are really treated with. Yeah. And that's that's what I was going to bring my point here where you're saying that the X-Men is going to show up in the Secret Wars and I just kind of don't care and I don't want it to happen. I don't want to see... You didn't care about the last few Fox X-Men movies either. (laughs) Well, I still kind of like them. I mean, they're not that bad. I mean, like like I said, Logan's probably my favorite comic book movie of all time. Uh, um, Even the one with... uh, with, uh, Gave glowing reviews to Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I should go back and watch them. Maybe I'll love them. Uh, you know. Oh, you didn't watch them? No, 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 no. I mean, I, I remember like hating those movies, but after watching these new Phase Four movies, maybe they have a new, different just perspective. Like, oh, maybe these weren't that bad. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, no, the uh, Phoenix was the Dark Phoenix was a pretty terrible movie, but um, oh, I thought New Mutants was even worse. Oh, I, you know, what? I didn't. I never. I never. I never watched New Mutants. I just, yeah, I got to watch it. I got to check it out. But um, and that being said, I think I still like Dark Phoenix more than Wakanda Forever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, Wakanda uh, Forever was so boring. But I don't. It's I, easily I'm, like one of the most boring Marvel movies, right? I think we can all agree with that. No, I think Eternals is more boring. But uh, but to go back to, I I don't like. I there's no desperate need for me to see the uh, the MCU taking Marvel. Uh, Mar- uh, well, the MCU taking on the X Men franchise. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't want it. Uh, they're just going to screw it up, and they're going to probably change a lot of the history of. I mean, how could you do a Magneto f- history without the holocaust i mean that's just you know if they're going to change the gender or you're going to change the race well they're, they're going to bring in they're going to bring in the fox x-men are they oh for for the, the multiverse, multiverse, multiverse stuff yeah like yeah i didn't care for for patrick stewart in in uh you know the dr strange dr strange film and so i think that was just bad it's just I, I, yeah that was stupid yeah, but i don't know man that all that being said like i I've, I've really hated all of this multiverse shit as well i didn't even really like spider-man no way home really mm-hmm. but um i'm so excited for the potential of what deadpool 3 can be <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one movie that i am excited to see them like explore the multiverse i mean they kind of explored the multiverse and deadpool 2 in their own way in the credits so I, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to Deadpool three. I'm pretty sure that's the movie. Hopefully, fingers crossed that you know uh, the the writers and, and Ryan Reynolds will have creative control. I hope. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for Guardians Volume three. Um, I'm hoping that um, even though I didn't love Volume two, I, I am hoping you know based off what James Gunn has done with Peacemaker and um, Suicide Squad that uh, that that the third Guardians you know is like the kind of perfect bow on that trilogy. I, I'm really looking forward and excited to, for what that movie could potentially be. And, um, and, and well, I guess that's it. Well, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the Christmas special too, right? Then. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I mean, um, <laughs> oh, no, get me wrong. I'm going to watch it. But, I mean, I'm talking about the movies. Okay. So, like, I'm not really excited for anything else on the lineup. Yeah, I mean, I, are you guys I'm, excited for anything coming up? Just the the Guardians because it 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 seemed like he had a plan for three films and he's going to complete that plan. Uh, and it doesn't really feel like it's uh, you know, it was made or it was given a deadline so so they could like introduce more characters. You know, it felt like the, he there was already a pre planned idea for for uh, Volume Three. Yeah, uh, and hopefully they don't fucking have to like introduce you know, other fucking characters and shit. And they have to Oh, just... well, I think, I think James Gunn is probably going to be introducing more, um, cosmic characters. Mm. To, yeah. Yeah. Right. They're, for, um... for, 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 to expand the future Marvel universe. Cause even though I, I do believe, I mean, James Gunn's now the president of DC. I do believe this is going to probably be the, the final thing he does with the MCU. I still don't think he's going to leave them like completely, you know, like empty handed. I think he's going to set some things up for them to to play with in the future. But I don't think it's going to hopefully be distracting the way Riri Williams was in like Wakanda Forever. Yeah. yeah. Or or America Chavez was in um, 
like Doctor Strange or and and I add really quick. I think all these actresses, you know, have done really good jobs as these young Avengers characters. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the way they've been written. Yeah, I mean, uh, America Chavez is. Uh, um... I mean, I would say actress was really good. She was really good, and I would say that um, she wasn't really necessarily um, uh, the MacGuffin, right? I mean, she wasn't necessarily uh, an annoyance because she was barely in the movie. I mean, she was like really didn't give. Well, I mean, she was in every scene. (laughs) She was there, but she wasn't really given anything. There was really no dialogue. I mean, so was she was like uh, (laughs) she was like um, uh, what was uh, a short round. Where R- Riri, She's like a sidekick, really. Where, where I would say Riri Williams ha- was a l- lot bigger part than I expected, and she was like in a lot of the scenes and had a lot to do with yeah. the movie, and really was really kind of the the structures that surrounding the whole plot line. And yeah, I but just, it wasn't the actress's fault. No, no, I'm not saying did. that. I'm just saying that I. I it, but it felt like it was this kind of Kevin Feige decision to put this character in because we're going to do a tv series it really you know if it, it's like when 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 they introduce new characters in a tv show and they say well this is really the back um the what's it called the back um what's it called the back um not the back room but um back issue back back something pilot rich backdoor pilot <laughs> backdoor that's right this is, this is really a backdoor pilot and where you know here's here's an introduction of new characters where we're going to do a spin-off they did that <laughs> with many shows nowadays and then i think that's the problem with 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 mcu movies they really turn into you know the movies themselves really tur- are turning into like tv series and very flimsy in that sense mm. yeah they are I, I just think Kevin Feige is no longer involved with it. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it's mostly Victoria Alonso and the other guy. Who, yeah, and yeah. they're they're not up to par. That's for sure. But if he's not he's not part of it, then what is he doing? Buying new hats, buying new hats, <laughs> buying new baseball yeah, caps. He's just there. He's he's a seller. He's just a seller. But yeah, he, he's what, like he, a, what does he need to sell? His involvement. I think his involvement in this is it's very much like the same as Steven Spielberg's involvement in Michael Bay's Transformers. Yeah. At this point, like a, ever since Endgame ended, I, I think that's pretty much been his involvement. But I, I mean, and, uh, I, quite frankly, I don't even think he cares about these movies anymore. No, I think he's on to something else, but he hasn't revealed it yet. Mm. Maybe. But I, I really, it really seems like I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think Kevin Feige was the. The secret ingredient in these in these movies, I, I you know I think uh, he didn't hurt though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, mean, I think I think it really came down to uh, why the earlier films, while the earlier MCU films succeeded, was because there was a hunger for it. There was a hunger to prove mm. themselves in this kind of studio system. They, you know, they they didn't set up the infrastructure yet. But uh, he ca- clearly, like he he clearly uh, fired Edgar Wright. When Victoria Alonso or whoever is involved now, Edgar Wright will have full reign to do whatever he wants, no matter what. If he, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's it's uh, it's totally different. Well, it's also, but he, also at the same time, at the same time, they're also giving more. Um, I think, like during the Infinity Saga, like during Kevin Feige's era and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, like, while he definitely had certain guidelines that the filmmakers had to follow, 
I think he was more looser than what they what, what they're doing now because I think now they're setting up more stuff. They're setting up the multiverse. They're setting up Young Avengers. Right, and right. You have to introduce this character. You have to do this. This. I I don't think Kevin Feige necessarily had that much um, requirements. I think mostly it was like you have to make a reference to this character and you have to include uh, this MacGuffin Infinity Stone and and do whatever you want really. But I, I, and I think and I think now they don't. I don't think they have as much freedom now. But I do think that he is—he is definitely the one who's still hiring the the the, the directors, not oh, yeah. necessarily, yeah, the the directors and maybe even the writers, which is even a bad, a worse choice on his behalf. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, every everyone who who is a new writer on the show or even a new director, they always say they're talking they're talking to Kevin Feige. So that's what makes me think that he's still very much involved in some of the things there. Uh, but I think the problem is it's more quality versus quantity isn't, isn't that also isn't that basically also what like spielberg does a lot of times when he produces a movie sure yeah yeah i mean but i think the problem here we got quality versus quantity and it seems like they have given up on the on the quality side of movies making and just saying and saying we need to make as much you know quantity we need to make as much uh, tv shows and movies as we can and like we said before we, we, we you know like uh, the way ago. they're making these movies, the way they're making these movies, is also kind of how the way they're making these TV shows now. It's all like blended into one. Yeah, and like we said before, you know, months ago, we we talked about you know what what's our feelings about Marvel, and you made a good point, Raymond, that you know Phase Five and Phase Six is like it's so shortened. It's like within three years, where phase one and two and three then, where it was like you know, decades cycle, yeah. yeah it was decades yeah. so it's like you know you're you're, you're cramming i grew up <laughs> my whole <laughs> my whole life when you know i was a little kid when these movies started so you're cramming you're cramming like two phases into like three years where it you would would usually take a decade or so you know so you're they're they're just doing it too fast and 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 it's because plus they, Disney plus shows yeah so it's it's just it's it's they're losing the quality for quantity and and i think that's what's what's happening more than say and, the, and they're also is setting, involved or something like that <clears throat> and also they're setting up so much characters and storylines for the future that um stories that they're doing for each movie they feel so like i don't know like they feel so quick and like they feel so unimportant yeah. i don't know it's yeah. weird like i they're, they well, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just all kind of falling apart. It's like it's like what people say when they bitch about Netflix. They, you know, their original films or you know, or the way that they describe describe their films as content. These are not films, or they're more like content. Well, you know, MCU movies feel like content. They don't feel like Disney movies. and yeah. Disney products in general. Yeah, feel like content. All right, that was it. For our Marvel we, Marvel talk, should we should we grade Wakanda forever? Uh, I'll give it a, a, a I'll give it a D. I'm gonna give, oh, I wow. I wouldn't give it an F. I mean, I did, I did, I think I ultimately, I think I was entertained by the third act, even though I was confused mm -hmm. of some of the decisions they made and was not. <laughs> You know, like I, I, th I think I'd, I'd ultimately come maybe succumb to the the whole machine, the whole kind of like b barrage <laughs> of, of of action scenes and stuff. And I, I go, okay, I, that's fine. <laughs>
I mean, it's the thing is, as much as I think it's a terrible movie, it's also very similar to the first Black Panther, which mm. is a movie that everyone says is one of the better Marvel movies. I mean, there's similar kind of, you know, revenge plot, action in the third act, you know, bad CGI. <laughs> you know, so uh, the, the CGI though is, I think, so like a whole new level of bad in this movie, as um. Like uh, Riri Williams, man. Every time she was flying around, I was like, "This feels so like 2002." <laughs> uh, Rich, what's your grade? If you had to grade uh, Wakanda Forever, um, I would probably, if if I'm uh, grading the film itself, I'd probably give it a D. Um, but uh, given the circumstances by Ryan Coogler, what he had, I'll probably just give him a C minus because. You know, it, it, he was put in a shit situation, so it, it did fuck with him. But the movie itself deserves a D, but or even less. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll I'll give him a pass with a C minus. You know, like yeah, oh, because there well, there are really... there are there are some people are, a lot of people are going to love it, and uh, um, but uh, they'll they'll soon come to surmise that it, it's just a okay film at best. But, um, I I don't think C minus is necessarily being generous. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a failing grade. Um, but no, um, not in my book. <laughs> D's a pass. Right. <laughs> Always okay. has been. I stand by okay. D. I give it a C minus either. Also, but um, I don't know. I mean, I I think the movie's a four out of ten. So I mean, like, <laughs> I I, think, I don't. It's hard to recommend. Um, but I guess if you liked everything else in phase four, you'll probably like this also. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. 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 All right, that was this episode of Inside Flicks, a spoiled field review of Wakanda Forever. Also, our thoughts on the MCU films and some of the our fears of what's coming next and for the for phase five. Um, uh, thank you for listening to um Inside Flicks. Uh, you could go to InsightFlicks.com to hear our past episodes. We're also available on any uh, podcast platforms. You also could check out our box office review on on uh, YouTube. Just go on YouTube and search Inside Flicks, and we'll have a weekly box office report over there. All right. Thank you for listening to Inside Flicks. We'll be back next week with some uh, maybe movie news and some uh, some other movies we'll we, we'll be watching. All right, thank you, and bye-bye. Maybe some new turkeys for your Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah.